Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. We've got two very important podcasts today and Monday on education, or lack thereof, and the indoctrination that's happening in many schools, I would say most schools across the country that are run by the government. We're going to be talking about critical race theory, social emotional learning, and the NEA's dedication to pushing an LGBTQ agenda, and I'm not exaggerating. Monday, we are going to expose the, the NEA, and we're going to hear from their own leaders, including President Becky Pringle, her speech to American teachers at a recent conference this month where she said, among many things, which we're going to play in her own words on Monday, quote, we will say gay, we will say trans, we will use the words that validate our students and their families and our teachers, words that encourage them to walk in their authenticity, to love themselves fully, to become who they are meant to be, end quote. So... We're going to talk about that and respond to what these teachers and these leaders are saying. This is the top of the mega teachers union, the big government Democrat teachers union, the National Education Association. You will hear in her own words, so you don't have to take my word for it. We're also going to be talking about social emotional learning. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but let's just go back five years. Nationally, federal, state, and local governments invested more than $30 billion to implement SEL in K-12 through public schools. Don't tell me it's not in your school. It might not be by that name. I'm going to quote an expert here who says, um, while teachers may not be teaching children CRT, critical race theory, by name, it often represents the same program. The silver lining of the CRT ban in Tennessee, for example, is that CRT and SEL are one and the same. What is SEL? Social emotional learning. We're not talking about math. We're not talking about English. We're not talking about history. We're talking about social indoctrination, social justice, making good warriors and activists out of K through 12 students. This is going on. It's been going on for decades. Wake up. And if you know someone that's got kids in the public schools, I pray that they will get out unscathed, but I would just say get them out now. To quote this expert even more, there are hundreds of such programs now and 99% of them use the same framework. They're dividing people into groups, and this uh, they pit people against each other based on status, um, I, sexual identity. And this person, McWilliams, uh, says SEL is in over 90% of public schools in America. We're going to talk about that today, but we're going to start with um, critical race theory. We've got an expert, um, a lawyer, an attorney coming on. And he's from North Carolina. He's actually in court right now. We are waiting for Harold Eustache. We'll connect with him in a minute. But I want to open up in prayer. Guys, this is so important. And I hope you hear my passion. I'm not making any of this up. I've researched this for years. I've written about it. We're going to quote some of the top educators and some of those who shaped public school curriculums on Monday. And you will be shocked. I encourage you. If you don't have time to listen on Monday, bookmark the podcast, StandUpForTheTruth.com, share it with your friends. Then they can no longer say, well, we didn't know. We didn't know this is going on in the government-run schools. Lord God, please guide us by your Holy Spirit today. We pray that you would prepare hearts for what they're going to hear. We ask, God, that you would give us um, a heart, first of all, for you and your gospel and Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we are saved. Thank you that we are set apart. And that means we are sanctified. Thank you for setting us apart from immorality, from, from a corrupt culture. And Lord, help us to discern godless ideologies 
and the demonic agendas that have infected institutions across America, major institutions, they are not Christian. They do not, they do not even pretend to be anymore. Lord, please, please give us a sense of urgency. Help us to redeem the time. We know our days are numbered on this planet. And thank you, God, for, for just revealing your truth to us on, in your word. We know that Jesus is the cornerstone of our faith, and we build it on him and the truth that stands forever, that is eternal, and that is your word. We praise you, Lord. Give us wisdom and, and just bless those who are listening right now. Help us to not be overwhelmed by evil, but help us to overcome evil with good, as your word encourage us, encourages us to do. We love you, Lord. We love you. Help us to always point to Jesus. That's the only answer. That's the only answer for so many problems that we're facing today as a country, as a culture, and even as your church that has fallen away from you and the inerrancy of scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're waiting to connect with Harold Eustache. Um, The title of today's podcast, CRT is Deceptive, Destructive, and Permeates Education and Government. CRT is critical race theory. According to Got Questions, critical race theory is a modern approach to social change developed from the broader critical theory, which developed out of Marxism, period. Critical race theory, CRT, approaches issues such as justice, racism, and inequality with a specific intent on reforming or reshaping society. So there's the first general definition, and in short, critical race theory presupposes that everything about American society is thoroughly racist and minority groups will never be equal until American society is entirely reformed. Did you hear that? When, they're, when the Marxists, the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, are driven by Marxism, when they're saying we need to destroy the system, take down the system, dismantle America, that means from government to education to the, our three branches of government, by the way, to the education system, to corporate, you know, corporations, this is their worldview, friends. This is a worldview. It is unbiblical. In fact, I'll go to the end of this article from Got Questions, and it says, As applied to spiritual matters, critical race theory effectively replaces an individual personal relationship with God and replaces that with a tribalistic, ethnocentric, collectivist system. It also greatly overemphasizes material and social concepts to the detriment or even the exclusion of the true gospel. I'm going to post this article in today's blog at standupforthetruth.com. Do we have Harold Eustache with us? Harold, are you there? I am here. Hey, brother, thank you so much. Yeah, I know you just got out of court, so I just set up the, the podcast today, and I just mentioned... What the basics of critical race theory, I went to gotquestions.org. I also described social emotional learning that is really kind of tied in. Of course, FEL. Yep, it's with critical race theory. So I just want to introduce you now, uh, criminal defense attorney in Winston-Salem, a former prosecutor and uh, vice chair of the Forsyth County Republican Party. You graduated from Wake Forest University of School of Law, and you're a member of the National Black Lawyers Uh, You're passionate about our country and served in the U.S. Army as a paratrooper and infantryman. Thank you for your service, Harold. And now uh, you also served tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, and now you're striving to do whatever you can to speak the truth and to preserve our constitutional republic under God. Welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It, It really is an honor. Well, it's a blessing to uh, connect with you, and let me just tell our audience how I did. One of our uh, guests, we ha- we got to get him back, Alex McFarland. We've have it, had him on when talking about a new book or talking about truth for a new generation. I saw you, uh, Harold, in an interview with Alex on, I think it was on NRB, and uh, really loved what you shared yeah. and the way you can use layman terms and really lay out what critical race theory is, the dangers of it, and, and it, the fact, the fact that it is not only in our government, it's in our public schools. 
So please uh, share a little bit about how you came to learn about this and whatever else uh, you'd like to share in, in that light. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. First, I'll tell a quick story about it. You got me thinking about how Alex and I met. <laughs> I was on a plane coming back from, from Miami, and I had a, a hat on, and on my hat had a Trump, there was a pin on it, and, and Alex and I started talking about our worldview and kind of developed a friendship from there. So um, it's been great to, to know him. Um, as far as my background on, on CRT, I, as you told earlier, I went to law school at Wake Forest University, and and I took um, critical race theory as a class, as one of my uh, classes in my last semester of my last year there, just to kind of see what, what, I, what I could uh, kind of pick and prod out of it. I knew the professor very well. Um, I knew him to be, you know, Democrat wouldn't even be the word. He's well far left beyond that. Um, so, I, you know, I've had many conversations with him and, and took the class. And this is, again, when I took this class, um, a decade plus ago, mm -hmm. this was before critical race theory was really in the zeitgeist, in the cultural zeitgeist. So it wasn't sort of this, you know, ever-present national issue. It was much more uh, an issue really kind of in law schools and, mm -hmm. that, and that sort of academic environment. Um, in the class, it, we basically went through the seminal book on critical race theory, and that, and that book really goes to the well as far as what these these authors um uh like Derek Bell and others you know what what their philosophy is um so you know I say that to, I say all that to say you know there's a lot of talk about critical race theory from all from all sorts of folks and and really you know I got the opportunity to really to learn it in a in a deep way so when I talk about it and talk out against it you know, one of the first things folks on the left will say is, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'll mm. say, well, actually, I've got a pretty good understanding <laughs> of what critical race theory is um, and what its tenets are. Um, so that's, that's some of the background on, on my knowledge on it. Okay, in short, I've got this sentence from Got Questions in their article on it. It says, critical race theory presupposes that everything about American society is thoroughly racist and minority groups will never be equal until American society is entirely reformed. So that seems pretty radical, I think, even to some on the left, uh, Harold. Uh, could you please uh, explain that a little bit more, why they think you've, yeah. got, you've got to dismantle the entire system? I'll tell you, when I first you know, read through critical race theory and went to the class, I thought it was extremely radical. And, and frankly, even in, the, in that definition you gave, you use the word reform there, I, and I think I heard you earlier say dismantle. I, yes. I would say critical race theory wants to dismantle yes. the United States, not even reform it, Yes. but dismantle it at its underpinnings. Um, you know, here's, here, here's where I see the tenets of CRT leaning towards. The, the most, one of the most important things about it, again, is that they believe that the entire country itself, from its founding and inception, is not one founded in liberty, but one founded in oppression. That's what mm -hmm. CRT believes. And, and that therefore, and, and plus, not just that, but plus that the land itself is stolen land, that the country itself is systemically broken. All these sort of, you know, ridiculous and... and, and um, anti-American sort of things that they believe about our country are, are the underpinnings of CRT. And from that, we, they, they get this belief that, that it's, um, that the only way, the only remedy to it is what they'll say is what's called equity. And we, of course, we, I'm sure we've talked about that quite a bit. That's the only remedy that they, that they posit towards what, um, to fix this problem that they call America. Uh, one of the most important things, too, about CRT is that um, they are very much against the MLK sort of worldview. And I think this is an important, important part to remember about how CRT came about. Okay. Because really, you know, during, during out, out of the civil rights movement, out of the 1960s, 
and out of how we thought about Martin Luther King and his sort of teachings about the United States. You know, it's very, very different, obviously very different from what CRT is saying. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King saying the United States is a great country, but we need to live up to these ideals that are great. Right? That's yes. what okay, saying in a, in, a, in a nutshell. But CRT really started in the 70s to push back against MLK. Wow. One of the most important things. And you'll see, and one of the things you're seeing in the culture recently, you can kind of see that, right? You can see how the, the far left is really against Martin Luther King now, if you've noticed. Um, especially the BLM, you know, that sort of the CRT, they're, they're against MLK, the MLK sort of philosophy about our country. And CRT really sprang out of that. It's the belief that, you know, equality, colorblindness, that sort of stuff is the enemy. Hmm. Interesting. It's CRT. So they, they don't believe, uh, they believe that colorblindness really equates to white supremacy. And so those central tenets are one that, again, that our, our country is foundationally broken. They call it systemic racism. Yes. And, and two, that colorblindness equals white supremacy. And then three, that the only remedy is equity. Exactly. Those are sort of the, the, the main underpinnings. And, you know, it used to be that that was on the far left, as you said earlier. But really, that's gone all the way to the current president. I mean, you hear him using terms like that. And so it's, it, it's gone from this kind of, you know, far out, far left concept to the mainstream of the Democratic Party. Yes, it's mainstream. That's what's so scary about about this. Yes. Um, Harold, real quick, we're getting a lot of background noise. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we can hear you, but we're getting a lot of background noise. Can uh, can you hear me better now? Oh, my goodness, yes. Wow. Great. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was um, very distracting, but thank you. I can quickly go over what I just said. Yeah, I I think people heard and understood, but one point, Two points I want to follow up on of what you just said, just to clarify. <laughs> Thank you so much. I wish I would have mentioned it earlier. But the no problem. number one, the struggle for equity. How is that different from equality? And the fact yeah, that course. the fact that MLK, um, a, a lot of people in in the public square or, or the mainstream really don't understand that what he preached and what he believed is different from the modern. Democrat Party and from Black Lives oh, Matter. So two it separate things, whatever you want to tackle. Different. And again, it's very important to understand this distinction. And I'll give you some background on, on me real quick. And, you know, my uh, journey with MLK, I, I, what, one of the seminal moments in my life, my parents took me down to Atlanta when I was a kid, and we went to the Martin Luther King Memorial mm-hmm. and got to learn about his life and, and learn about him. And I just I, I love not only his his conviction but his faith. I think it's is always understated how, how yes. you know how how important that was in driving who he was. I ended up I chose the college I went to because of him. I went to Morehouse College. Hmm. The same college that he went to. Wow. Um and I it really his a lot of the things he did sort of led me to, to do some of the things in my life. So I really look up what he taught and what he thought about our country. And again, it's important to to draw that distinction between what CRT was born out of, it's really the anti-MLK, right? It's, it's and they say it so many times in, in many of the works that they are against what he's preaching. Wow! They are against colorblindness. They are against this, this, this sort of notions of equality that we that the rest of us believe. And content of they character. They believe in <laughs> that. It, yeah, in the content. They don't believe in that, and so. The difference, like you said, is between equality and equity is that equality essentially is the belief that everyone starts should start at the same place or should have an equal shot. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, sort of like in the military, you know, hey, you all line up, you're all from different places, but you've got an equal shot. Because here's the two mile run, that's the standard. Yeah, the, the ground is just a flat for everybody. You go do it. Equity is the belief that no matter what happens in between in life the outcome has to be the same and if the outcome isn't the same for everyone then the system is totally unfair and that's a really really different thing there's only one system of government that i've ever heard of that we've ever heard of that preaches that i think we know what that is Mm -hmm. it's communism yes the outcome must be the same 
for everyone. Yes. Uh, Dr. Uh, Harold, we've got a break right there. Uh, we've got to uh, sure. come back in a minute and continue talking about sure. this because you, what you said is very important. And the NEA, the president, just actually emulated a communist, um, actually Angela Davis, and held her up in the, the spe- her speech to teachers. We're going to talk about that on Monday. But we're also going to talk about when we come back how these groups in the public school system are working to, quote, dismantle racism. More on Stand Up for the Truth in a minute. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Today's guest from Winston-Salem, Harold Eustache, and he's the vice chair of the Forsyth County Republican Party. So yes, spoiler alert, he's involved in politics. <gasps> Gasp! That means moral issues. That means worldview issues that are impacting our culture and friends, if you have children, they're impacting your kids. So, Harold, I want to continue what we were talking about. First, I just want to mention I got this new article that uh, Tennessee parents have found out that critical race theory by any other name is still CRT. Um, and they've got a program, and maybe you guys can keep your eyes out for this, called Wit and Wisdom. It's a curriculum in the public school, Wit and Wisdom. And there's a Democrat group called Great Minds. And they're focusing on dismantling racism, challenging educational inequities, and they're on a mission to flood classrooms with powerful antidotes to racism. And this is what they're doing. They're admitting they're doing this, but it's how they're doing it and what they're using. Um, So, Harold, I just want you to continue. You mentioned the C word, communism, and we've seen communist policy in our country in the last several years that we never thought we'd see in our lifetimes. And it's, it's coming to pass. But this was the agenda all along, wasn't it? This was absolutely the agenda all along. And, and, and as you've seen, COVID and what's happened in the last couple of years has really just given them carte blanche to say, you know what, we're going to put our foot to the gas and go full communist. And that's what, that's what they've done, yeah. um, especially in our school system. Um, you know, we have had a really, really tough fight on uh, on CRT here in Winston-Salem in, in North Carolina. And really, we've seen it all over the country. I have helped lead that fight here in, in my local area. And it kind of started out with I got wind of the, the Winston-Salem Forsyth County school system doing a, a partnership with a local bookstore downtown in Winston. And this local bookstore is a very, very far left-leaning bookstore um, that I can that just did a, a just just did a drag queen reading actually uh, maybe three or four weeks ago. Of that course, on their flyer they targeted three to seven year olds. Anyway, but yeah. but this is the kind of bookstore store we're talking about. But it, uh, the the partnership was between the school system and and this bookstore for summer reading for children. And what it what it had was the, the books that it highlighted were anti racist baby. And a couple other books that are just flat out CRT for kids. Yep. Right. And if you, I, I bought the books and read the entire thing, and it's 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 all about um, uh, you know teaching CRT, teaching frankly our, these kids to hate our country. Yes. And, and teaching them to you know worship at the altar of skin color. But we we fought um, we fought this battle in, in in the school system where we would show up. Uh, you know, 150, 200 strong at the at the school board meetings, and we, you know, we basically took them over. You know, I, I would speak, and, and other folks would speak about about you know how we want to fight against CRT in our schools, and we're we're looking right now at, uh, to trying to take the school board back uh, into our hands, and, and that we'll see what happens in November with that. But I think we've got a great chance of it. Um, one of the things I talked about. Um, with the school board was my own kids. Mm. I mean, you know, I have, I have two, two black sons who are in Winston-Salem Forsyth County schools. And I talked to them about how they have this specific program that the school system highlighted and said, we want to eliminate, you know, inequities for, uh, for black males and how, you know, all the black males are terrible and all this nonsense. And I said, you know, that, that's not what, we don't need to be singling out any kids because of their skin color. We need to just teach kids, yeah. you know, what they're there for. You know, we don't need to be, uh, you know, sort of segregating white students and black students. That's, that's what we're not, you know, what we're against 
and and um, and how you know basically you know I, I've told them that my kids have been able to achieve w- without um, these these sorts of uh, uh, segregating type programs mm-hmm. in their schools. But I think it's important for for your listeners to know exactly what you said that that these school systems are not going to use the the three letters CRT on anything. Right. It's not going to do it. But what they are going to do is put in lots of different programs that use words like diversity, inclusion, or diversity, equity, and inclusion yes. all at the same time. And what we, what we what folks need to know is that is CRT. Yep. That is, that, that is what they're pushing there. Whenever you see those types of words, they are, especially equity, but all the rest of them, they are going to be pushing this narrative of, you know, systemic racism. Mm-hmm. Right? So, They're going to be pushing this narrative of equity yes. in our school system. And we've got to fight against that. We've got to fight against it if we want to have a country. I mean, really, this is the battle for our own country. It is. Internally. It is. We've and, got, go ahead. you know, we will look back on this as the, the deepest battle, uh, you know, since the Civil War for our, for our nation and for the spirit of our nation and where it goes. Um, I, I, you know, it, 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 I get emotional thinking about it because you said, you know, um, I'm vice chair of the Republican Party. And of course, I'm a Republican, but I'm only a Republican because, you know, when I look at the two parties, I see, well, gosh, you know, there's one party that believes that America is the last best hope of, for freedom on the world. Mm-hmm. And there's another party that wants us to be like the rest of the world. Yeah, globalism. You know, and so, I, you know, I don't know why folks choose that other party. I don't get it, but you know, we've got to fight for this. And by fight, I mean, we've got to stand up and take over elections. We've got to stand up and take over school boards, which I think, you know, frankly, we've, there's a lot of parents that have done a great job. It's been incredible to see the response yeah. in the last you know 18 months from all sorts of parents and in, in all over the country standing up saying enough, you know, we're, we're just not going to have this. And I've been really, really, um, frankly, really shocked and happy to see the pushback that's happened. And I think it's because of a couple things. You know, the, the left kind of pushed the pedal to the metal with COVID as far as going full communist. And I think we, you know, because of COVID, a lot of parents have had time to actually look at what's going on in the school system. Finally. more are, I, I agree with you that more parents are waking up. But I can tell you why. You don't understand. You said you don't understand how some people can support that other party. Well, the Democrat Party, they're great marketers. They promote yeah. and, and they, they can silence. They have power. The big, the one party big tech media conglomerate has power to silence and suppress and censor the opposition. And the left owns education. The left owns government, corporations, Hollywood, the entertainment industry, right? So they've got the loud voices. They've got the power, but yet they're a lot, they're promoting lies and what most of us would consider, uh, most of us biblical Christians would consider they're promoting demonic agendas. Ripping out a baby right. from, from its mother's womb and, and tearing it apart and, and eliminating life human life. When, when they're all excited about finding little bacteria up on Mars and calling that life, they won't even acknowledge what's happening in a pregnant mother's womb. But that's for another story. So, Harold, um, I want to ask you this question. Um, there are a lot of claims bringing it back to Christianity and how we can respond to this, because there are a lot of accusations, and you know who the accuser of the brethren is. It's Satan himself. But there are a lot of claims that come our way that biblical faith uh, is presented as a white man's religion or that Christianity should follow a progressive theology, uh, especially with respect to gender and sexuality and race. How do you give us some advice on how we can respond to this? Christianity is a white man's religion. We know Jesus wasn't even white, so I don't know where they're getting this. You know, I, I think about that all the time and I, I you know, I, I, I don't, I don't exactly know. I know, you know, my, the church that I, that I go to here, I love so much, and and it's all sorts of folks from everywhere, every walk of life, and you know, it. it I, I think the way that we push back on it is just living out our faith in a way that can show people we're not. You know, it's we are the opposite of, you know, like I said earlier, worshiping at the altar of skin color because that's what the left wants us to do. Yes. They want us to believe that the most important thing about us as a human being is what we look like or what 
our gender is or those, yes. those sorts of identity sort of things. Yes. But instead of saying the most important thing about us is our identity in Christ. And, and, it, and it, that's every human being, no matter what you look like, no matter where you're from. I mean, he came for all of us, right? And yeah. so Amen. I, I think, you know, it's the, the message of the gospel is one of including everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is. And, and so that, that message, I think, never failed um, and can never fail. But, you know, of course they're going to lie and say that it, it's, a, it's a religion for white men. And, and you know, it's, it's, <laughs> there are some, some uh, even these, some of these churches that we see here in North Carolina that are sort of pushing that progressive agenda. You'll see them have the rainbow flag and that kind of stuff. Welcoming, um, right? <laughs> they're welcoming inclusive it, churches. Yeah, they're, well, they're welcoming of everyone yeah. except for half the country that disagrees with them. Exactly. Then, Amen. Then you're not very welcome. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, they're dividing. I always find that. Yeah. So, I always find that you know interesting that you know if you if you really look at who's inclusive, um, they they are completely not inclusive. You know, if somebody doesn't believe what they believe, then they are absolutely you know, uh, thrown to the wolves from their perspective. So Harold, but, what, what you're, think, what you're saying is the most, the, 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 the people that claim tolerance the most are some of the most intolerant people. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it is it, sad. It, it, it's, and it's, it is, it is, I know it's so frustrating for all of us that we're like, what, you know, there's, there's no tolerance here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, I think if, if, if we, just show that the gospel is not a message um, just for, for white people. I mean, that's absurd. Or for men or whatever. It, it's for everyone. I mean, everyone. And it's not just an American message. Amen. It didn't even originate here. That's right. It's that's also, right. It's like, well, it's isn't, just, yeah, isn't yeah. there attack on um, this this idea that uh, uh, Christianity is a white man's religion isn't that an indirect attack on our founders in America uh, because oh, yeah. most of them oh, yeah. were white and they came up with right. the Declaration of Independence so if they were white and if they they were Christian and that means they were racist and some of them owned of slaves and so that means the whole country that they founded has to be dismantled so it's really an attack on our founders right oh yeah I mean this is there's this, you know, when I talk to some, some young people, um, and I'm fortunate enough to get to do that, you know, for a decent amount, especially college students and high school students, you know, there's this notion that they have that if anyone had any sort of view um, on race that they didn't have, that it makes everything about that person terrible. I mean, everything about everything that it touches, it's sort of this thing that the left wants to do that everything associated with the name of the state North Carolina, because, you know, the state that has slaves should probably be eliminated, right? I mean, everything. Wow. And, and, and what I tell people is, you know, every human being that I've ever known um, is fallible. Mm-hmm. Every human being has beliefs that are wrong or, or, or does things wrong. I mean, that is who we are as people, unfortunately. And that, that, doesn't mean that the ideas that came out of that person are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's just not how that works. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is, you know, the nation that that we have is an incredible one. Yeah. And it's, it's still the envy of the world. Um, and, it, you know, nitpicking, you know, the personal stuff in somebody's life has nothing to do with um, the greatness of our country. Um you know, and, but you'll hear you'll hear that, and that's kind of you know where a lot you know, where a lot of the, the the anger on the left goes toward. It goes to you know tearing down the statues and tearing down you know every part of the country. Um, I, I've told people you know, and I think we're already starting to see this. You're going to see this this push to to tear down the American flag mm-hmm. itself. Oh yeah, they associate um, that with Christian starting. nationalism now. Right. You're going to see this push to say the American flag itself is, uh, let's just get rid of it. I, I can, yep. I mean, I think we're five years ish away from that fight. Yeah. Um, and so 
that's where this is going. Yeah, they're already burning and, it on the streets of Portland. So <laughs> they're already burning it. I mean, you know, they've taken some of the left, very left leaning schools have taken it out of their schools. Yep. Um, you won't you won't see it flown uh, at some of the colleges in, in, um, in California, and it's just you know, I think we've got to keep standing up. But one thing, you know, just a quick caveat too is. You're seeing the CRT sort of trickle into the military a little bit. I know um, you told folks that I, you know, I am a veteran. It's yep. something I'm passionate about, yep. and it's one of these last bastions mm. um, that the left really wants to attack. Yep, um, is our is our military, and and you know, it's one of the last kind of remaining institutions that most of the country can rally around. But it's the last thing that they want to they want to you know attack in our country, and you're going to see some of that that fight happened in the military you've already started to see it you know a lot a lot of us that that served in the last you know couple decades uh are really disheartened to see you know the wokeness that sort of affected parts of the military and you know really want to fight to make sure that that doesn't happen yes well we we see from things we've read what what the the biden administration is pushing on the military would would it be accurate to say and we've just got two minutes left with you harold um uh, it seems yeah. like the government is intentionally weakening the U.S. military, and this is really concerning. How do you see it as a former veteran? Oh, it's, it's absolutely accurate to say that. We look at military recruiting right now; it's at an all-time low. Forty mm-hmm. percent of of young people between eighteen and, and twenty-five have not gotten the vaccine or will not get the vaccine, which means that they are ineligible for for military service. So we're knocking out 40% right there. Wow. We've got a culture that's pushing to hate our country. We've got the low, the U S army is as small as it's been since 1939. And we had half the population we have then. Wow. We've got a crisis. Yes, we in do. The military. Yes, we without do. question. And if we can't protect our country, then we won't have one. Mm-hmm. Even with the culture war. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all, it, it's and it's and who is it up to to stand up for our country? Of course, it's up for it's up to us. Mm-hmm. Right, we're going to be the ones to do it while the left complain, but yet they never leave. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, Harold, thank you yeah. so much for your time today. Maybe we'll have to do this again uh, down the road. But you. we appreciate you. God bless you, sir, and keep fighting the good fight of faith. Thank you. Thank you. All right. When we come back, guys, we're going to continue talking about what's going on in Tennessee. Uh, in the schools there. And we're going to talk about a new poll about uh, in Gallup, belief in the inerrancy of scriptures is on the decline. More on Stand Up For The Truth coming up. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Okay, back to the article from Got Questions on what is uh, critical race theory. It says, Uh, From a political standpoint, CRT closely aligns with concepts such as communism, Marxism, progressivism, intersectionality, and the modern version of social justice. And it also says CRT incorrectly emphasizes intersectional categories such as gender, race, sexual preference, and economic status above a person's own choice and responsibilities. So it's all about the collective, not about the individual, which that's just the opposite of the gospel, right? We can be saved individually, and we all have the same universal offer by God that's sending his son for the world that we might believe, but each person has to um, make that choice. Each person has to believe in order to be saved. So here's a teaser for Monday's podcast. I can't emphasize this enough that in the keynote address earlier this month of the National Education Association, the president, this is just amazing that uh, Becky Pringle is her name. She emulated a radical Marxist and activist named Angela Davis. Who, you're saying? Who's that? An American author, political activist, philosopher, Scholar, she's a professor at the University of California, Santa Cruz, a feminist, Marxist. She was a longtime member of the Communist Party USA. And Angela Davis is a founding member of Committees 
of Correspondents for Democracy and Socialism. So I'm going to read a little bit more about this on Monday, but I'm going to share with you uh, that she, she is calling on students. When she goes and speaks at these schools across the country, she calls on students to dismantle capitalism. That's just one of the things she is about. So this is who the National Education Association holds up as a hero, an example, a role model, and someone to emulate. Not my words, friends. The president of the NEA said it herself, (laughs) and I'll share audio from that speech on Monday. You're not going to want to miss this. Um, So to finish up a couple thoughts here before we get into the Gallup poll, Um, in this article on what's going on in Tennessee, listen to the words they use, how they sprinkle things in. This curriculum known as wit and wisdom in the public schools. So, <laughs> nice name, right? What's wrong with wit and wisdom? Well, Parents' Choice, Tennessee, says the curriculum violates their state laws against the teaching of critical race theory and common core. Who puts this on? Who published wit and wisdom? Well, it's the leftist Democrat group called Great Minds, great minds, wit and wisdom. Do you see what they're doing here? So great minds is focused on dismantling racism and about uh, raising awareness about this struggle for equity. So great minds confronts injustice by standing with fellow educators. Quote, we realize that a knowledge curriculum is just the beginning. Great minds does not tolerate racism in any form. Stop, full stop. Should we tolerate racism in any form? No. So we agree on that point. But they sprinkle some of these things in that most people would agree with and then radicalize the curriculum. We commit, back to the quote, we commit to our black coworkers and partners to continuously increase the equity and inclusiveness of our work together. End quote. Now, They say every child is capable of greatness. (laughs) Who would disagree with that, right? Every child is capable of greatness. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. God made every person unique and individual, and we are created in his image. Of course we're capable of greatness. So that's another point that the radical left, demonic-driven agendas and these groups are pushing, when they say things like this, that's how they draw people in. Ooh, oh yeah, we're, we're of course believing that every child is capable of greatness. Now, the parents in Tennessee complained that the language arts curriculum, wit and wisdom, is, quote, replete with age-inappropriate materials which promote a skewed and racist view of history, yes, and portrays one race as inherently superior to another or privileged and oppressive. And that, of course, is the white race. This is what they're pushing. It's all about divide and conquer. That's what they're doing with groups in society. Um, so these parents uh, were started to see things in the school that they considered <laughs> false or inaccurate or non-biblical, in this case, race-focused and divisive, And they reached out to this so-called expert on SEL, social-emotional learning, which is infiltrating schools. Please, parents, please, when you hear us read this and share these articles and give you this back information, this history of, you know, how we got here, why they're pushing it, and what it is that's in school curriculums, maybe by another name, you can no longer say that you did not know. Social and emotional learning is infiltrating schools. The wit and wisdom program um, got their attention because it is an SEL program. By the way, Harold Eustache mentioned these code words that we've mentioned off and on, but he mentioned them again, and I can't emphasize this enough. These are trigger words now, and they're used as weapons. And they're, uh, what are the words? DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. DEI. Did you know? that there are paid positions in the K-12 system in schools 
someone that is in charge, like a DEI czar, like a diversity, equity, and inclusion czar or spokesperson or representative. DEI, right? In colleges, there are departments that are, these people are salaried employees of the, 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 the education system in college, higher education. They're public, they're, they're hired to promote DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I've been exposed to this. I've done studies on this research. Go to freedomproject.com if you're not familiar with uh, the work that Dr. Duke Pesta does and Katie Petrick and Alex Newman. Most of you know Alex Newman. He's been on the podcast with us several times, many times, actually. I love him. Now, let's go back to the framework that uh, they are attempting to transform the minds of children, getting them to think of their role as either privileged or oppressed, and activate kids to become advocates for this ideology in American society. What did BLM do starting in 2020? What did they, they do? They really ballooned, I mean, exploded as this youth-driven movement. But what is behind them? It's a demonic agenda. It is communism, Marxism, socialism, LGBTQ ideology. They are pro-abortion. They're everything that comes against the biblical worldview. And yet we saw Christians, parenthetically inserting here, well-meaning, but yet naive. That's parenthetical. Locking arms with these godless ideologies and movements on the streets with their communist fist raised, not even knowing what they're doing when they're raising the fist and shouting Black Lives Matter and whatever else they're doing. Well-meaning people are involved with this, guys. This is deception. It is rampant. And we all we can do is raise awareness and speak the truth about these things because well-meaning people and even some of our brothers and sisters in Christ at many of our churches have been duped by this because it's so prevalent in our society. Black Lives Matter. Um, so, wit and wisdom, again, a nice-sounding program. Who would be against wit and wisdom, right? <laughs> but it teaches critical race theory to students through purposeful psychological manipulation. And those aren't my words. This is from this article, which I'll put in today's podcast post at StandUpForTheTruth.com. By the way, we're going to redesign, rework our website and make it easier to navigate and easier for you to find and access things. But uh, please check that out. But they're saying this is purposeful. This is psychological manipulation. We call it warfare, but it's psychological manipulation. And it is, there's a spiritual dynamic to all of this, friends. We know. It, the focus on empathy towards systemic racism or oppression and personal stories of racism or oppression to get where um, on people's emotions to kind of bring out, okay, this person really feels like a victim. I mean, God bless them, and, and please, I'm not making light of the fact that there has been bullying in our culture and in, in the school system, and kids do get bullied. But right now, from 10 or 20 years ago, things have flipped dramatically, and now it is the true Christian or Bible-believing students that are being bullied. And I know I've heard from you as parents. I've heard from some of you. And I, I, my heart goes out to you. And my solution my, is, of course, our solution is Jesus Christ as the answer to all of this. It's sin. The root of all this is sin. The root of these godless ideologies is sin. But my heart goes out to you. And, and I'm saying this, this system, this corrupt, godless, socialist, Marxist system that promotes all things anti-biblical, in the government-run schools, it is beyond redemption. Do you not get that? And don't even give me the, well, we shouldn't throw out the baby with the bathwater. How many times have you heard that? Well, <laughs> the bathwater is infected, infested. It is diseased beyond cure. There you go. There's a response to th don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. I know we have insiders Christian teachers in Green Bay and Minnesota and different parts of the country that send me information. They send information to Freedom Project. I'm not saying that there, there cannot possibly be a Christian teacher or educator, but wait till you hear what they are standing up and applauding on Monday, the National Education Association, what this president, 
is spewing. And it is perverse. It is demonic. And it is garbage. And that's what the, the, that is behind these curriculums. So I'm not saying there aren't any Christian teachers, but how can you possibly be a light for Christ when your hands are tied and you can't even speak the truth of, of the Bible, of the creation account, intelligent design? That's not allowed. That's, a, that's been expelled. Do you understand? God has been expelled from the system. So... If you remove God, prayer, the Ten Commandments, the Bible, the name of Jesus, that leaves a pretty big void. I know I've said this before. Forgive my redundance, but it's such an important topic. That leaves a pretty big void. What's going to fill that void? Well, look what's in the public schools now. Look what they allow. Look what they're teaching. So back to this article. Um, they're teaching children to believe and adopt the view, viewpoint of a critical race theorist. And while teachers may not be teaching CRT by name, it often represents the same program. CRT and SEL. What's SEL again? Social, emotional learning, feelings over facts, emotions over truth. CRT. So to wrap up this article, it does say, that now these are educators and people that are fighting the family groups in this particular context in this article Tennessee they're really fighting to get uproot these programs from their schools trying to do whatever they can but they know there are hundreds of such programs all have good names right names that who who would we why would we disagree with names like that but SEL is in over 90% of the schools in America so that's done we won't have to cover that on Monday um, and let me give you some scriptures. Galatians 3, this is verse, uh, verses 26 through 28. Under, listen to this worldview from the Bible in contrast to critical race theory or the idea of collectivism or universal salvation or whatever. So Galatians 3, verse 26, So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith, for all of you were baptized into Christ and have clothed yourselves with Christ. So there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female. Why? For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians three twenty six through 28. Also, it says, I believe in uh, Exodus, I'm sorry, Ezekiel, the soul who sins shall die. So now we're talking about individual Salvation is a personal relationship between you and God. Only you can repent of your sins. You can't get a group saved. You can't be saved as a group. So this is biblical. Sorry we ran out of time on that point, friends, but it's so important. Again, on Monday, you're not going to believe some of what we are going to unveil, unleash, and expose concerning trends in the education system, particularly the NEA and the Corrupt Teachers Union. And it is all about money to them. But it's beyond that. The spiritual dynamic is demonic. We'll talk about that Monday. You just wait. Uh, so that's Monday. Next Tuesday, Andy Woods will be back with us. Wednesday, Patrick Wood. No relation to Andy Woods. Thursday, Jelaine Appling. Friday, John Haller. Talk about a loaded week. Thank you guys so much. Please share the podcast. Go to Harbinger's Daily. And God bless you. As always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.